Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Grains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined by Sarge. Every week in the grim darkness of this podcast, there's only Q? I don't know. I didn't think that joke through. <laughs> and I think you've told, I think you've told it before, which makes it totally worse. I yes. surely have. I'm also joined by the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful baby chums. <laughs> it is I, the L. <laughs> the L with superheroes on the brain. L does have superheroes on the brain. <laughs> and also, TikTok showed L a clip of that uh, surprisingly good The Tick live action show. So oh, in yeah. that moment. Hell had the tick on the brain. <laughs> the casting in that show was great, man. Yeah, the, I never, the, I, I never actually watched past the first season, but the first season was good. It was tight. I, I remember uh, <laughs> their main villain. They did a whole whiplash thing with him playing the drums. Just like stuck with me. Oh yeah, and he was a uh, he was played by what's his face there, Jack Earl Haley. Was that him? Yeah, uh, Rorschach. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rorschach is also portrayed by Jackie or Haley. You don't call that man Rorschach. Mostly because Rorschach is somebody that nobody should aspire to be. Yeah. That, that, that is, like, actually insulting somebody. <laughs> everybody in that movie. It's so not you're a, a movie. You're a, you're a poor bum who's, like, a hardcore conservative. <laughs> that uh, modern watch, watchman would be great because Rorschach's just a maggot chud and probably pills. He's probably in the QAnon at this point. <laughs> Also, Sarge, you said everybody in that. Uh, they're not all bad people. Ozymandias is just a genius who is right. <laughs> and murders New York. I mean, hey, have you ever been to New York? <laughs> uh, I see you're an Ozymandias apologist. <laughs> uh, look, I'm just saying that Ozymandias was uh, both uh, intellectually and morally correct to do it. <laughs> morally correct? <laughs> 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 to kill hundreds of thousands. I, I, I don't have a. Uh, well, first of all, it was millions. It was several million. And uh, second of all, I don't, I don't have. A, I don't have a Ben Shapiro in me. Otherwise, yeah. I feel like this would be the perfect time to do his nasally like, like you know. If you look at the data, it's morally correct to me. Like I, I like I can't do a Ben Shapiro without going like full Simpsons nerd. <laughs> That says a lot about that guy as well. As I, I like that Ben Shapiro's on the Simpsons nerd gradient. I just like the idea that that's where. He, I wonder if you could do that with basically anyone. Is just make them into a Simpsons character based on oh, how, where their voice is. Absolutely. His probably. like his voice has a cartoonish quality to it that helped AI nail it immediately. Like remember, like a month ago, when for like a week or two, it was funny to have the AI president say a thing. Uh, well, the, the the spearhead of that whole thing, as far as I like, as far as was floating around my circles, was that people got AI to sound like Ben Shapiro immediately, and then they had him get interviewed by Joe Rogan, and then at some point people took the ball and ran with it with the presidents. Uh, and you know that time has passed now, but for a time it was fun to hear Ben Shapiro talk about which Pokemon was the most fuckable or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that like two weeks where TikToks were showing up and like. All the presidents had a, a Minecraft server together. Yeah, uh, TikTok is starting to poison my brain. Like, it, it does make me feel like I it, like it's not helping my like you know ADD adjacent like you know focus problems. Where it's just like you know 
I'm just like, ah, yes, I, I'm going to sit down to do a thing I enjoy. And then an hour into doing it, I'm just like, oh, no, I kind of want to do something else now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. 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 Ha- having the resolve to actually do something is painful. It is just, like, brutal. That, that was me yesterday. I was like, I have to paint something. I just, like, <laughs> got it in my head. And I, like, I was like, I, I have to go with this this moment. I'm in the moment. I have to, like, I have the gumption to do it. I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the first hurdle is just sitting down to do the thing yeah. for me. It's just like, you know, but I'm just like, but I'm already in bed. And, you know, like the chair is like five feet away. I'd have to stand and then oh, sit. I, I went buck wild. I drove to the hobby shop, hobby shop, got the model I wanted to paint, came back, assembled the model. Well, yeah, yeah. See, but you you cheated by adding the the dopamine hit for being a consumer into there. That's cheating. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is fine. Sometimes I cheat too. You know, like you know, it's a great motivation for me to go downstairs to switch out my laundry. Already having to go downstairs to pick up the pizza I ordered. That's a great motivation <laughs> to do that. And, and then when I get up from doing it, I'm rewarded with pizza. Yeah, I, got, I I triple cheated with the extra dopamine hit of. Um, it wasn't even a model for my army. It was for Fred to the Pods uh, army. I have a whole pile of stuff I should have been painting for my own. But, <laughs> but you wanted to help out a friend, so you were like, I'm going to do this for a bro. Oh, and I just, like, I've painted so many space elves lately. I just really wanted to paint something different. <laughs> Fuck you, boring space elves. We need something else to paint. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just have to paint another guy that looks like a football player. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a different football player, thank you. He, oh. Yeah, he, he looks like the rhino, as I was told. It doesn't help that he has a big horn out of his head. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of the the rhino, did you see that Craven the Hunter trailer? I have not watched it yet. I just enjoyed everybody's comments. I mean, it's mediocrity is palpable. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate, but yeah, apparently the rhino is in it. But th- this time, this time they're going full on dude who transforms into a wear rhino or whatever. You know, like they're not. This is that's, not man in a suit. This is not man in a robot suit. That's a take. This is, this is actual rhino like lycanthropy. So that's great. Yeah. That's Rycanthropy. a take you can have on that character. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it turns out. If it's anything like the previous iteration of the rhino adapted to live action, I'm going to say that people are not going to like it. <laughs> and unfortunately, people are going to keep running up to this problem where, like, a good adaptation of one of Spider-Man's incredibly stupid fucking villains, like the Vulture, for instance, is the exception and not the rule. Like, yeah. a lot of his characters are going to get adapted. You're going to be like, why is this guy so corny? And it's because Spider-Man's rogues gallery is, like, memorable, but also incredibly corny. So many yeah. of them are just old scientists in spandex. Yeah. <laughs> or... Or mobsters that like escape from a Dick Tracy comic, like Hammerhead, yeah, like the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, I've got a crowbar that's got powers. All right, cool, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being one of like the six people in New York City that doesn't have superpowers in the Marvel universe, because you like like in the Marvel Comics universe, where you just didn't find like a co- like a, a, a crowbar, get hit by like a gamma ray, or you know. Heaven forbid somebody like, like you know, oh, God, Morbius bit me, and now I've got vampire powers. <laughs> no, you're just one of the, you're one of the elite group of people in New York who are just regular fucking people. They're just <laughs> extra jaded and pissed off that they don't have superpowers. Yeah, because, like, 
street like hot dog vendors have to sell their hot dogs for like twenty dollars to afford like hot dog cart insurance since they're constantly because at getting... any moment anything can yeah. crash from a building around you or a car could flip at you or just like a demon from hell could appear yeah. and kill you. <laughs> Dude, insurance at the Marvel Cinematic the Marvel I almost said I almost just defaulted to saying cinematic universe. The Marvel yeah. universe must be insane. You just like can you imagine? Like what what sort of like they're just like, hey, like yeah, th- this doesn't cover act of God or gods or demons or aliens. Yeah. Yeah. What what happened this week? Oh, that that Venom guy, his whole planet invaded. Oh, <laughs> all right. I remember after the Dark Knight Rises, there was like the Picard meme that was the the hotness at that time, and it and the, and, the, and the meme was just why the fuck would anyone live in Gotham? And it's just like yeah, because every now and then a terrorist with a nuclear bomb will just show up and threaten to annihilate your city. Because fuck you, or so, earthquake will happen, and then the government will literally write you off and just be like yes. you are no longer part of the United States of America for a while. <laughs> and on know? the on the best day, there's like. 12 different serial killers each with a different gimmick running around yeah Yeah, but again dude in gotham city if you fall into a vat of chemicals you get a dice roll to see if you come out with superpowers instead of just dying from acid burn you know what i mean (laughs) that's that's the spice that makes existence a little extra nice like anytime anything (laughs) weird happens to you it's like a background level cosmic dice roll to see if you get superpowers I, I, I mean, or if something tragic happens to yeah. you instead of just like turning to pills and needing therapy, like most people, like it just awakens inside of you an, a, a ceaseless drive to pursue <laughs> one goal that makes you immediately successful. Crime like, or not sound, like, crime. All, all the guys who show up to just be like, Batman, you fool. Like, I'm, I'm a mis- I, I, I'm from your past. You slighted me in a way, and now I'm here to defeat you. Those people are never like slumming it in an apartment. Or, like, they're just like, I have to rent this studio to get my revenge. No, they're always just like, yeah, like, in my spare time, I'm a world-renowned psychologist or whatever. But in my downtime, I have a chip on my shoulder about Batman. So I built this robot suit. And it's just like, okay, that requires a diverse skill set and endless amount of time and resources. Wow. What a guy. (laughs) I I developed mind control tech. And also, I wear a scarecrow costume. Yes. (laughs) It's not mind control. He just makes you fear a thing. Oh, and then... I confused him with Mad Hatter. I crossed two dumb villains. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, dude, the Mad Scarecrow? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get Jim Lee on the phone right now. We're doing this. It's all happening. Remember Wait until now. you hear this. Holds up phone to Jim Lee. Anyway. Uh, okay, I believe that's our 10 minutes of vamping, so let's get into the boosh. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. Bro, just like the rest of the fucking world, the podcast boys have submarine fever. My <laughs> God. A few rich assholes got into a submarine and also one 19-year-old uh, kid who may or may not also be an asshole uh, got into a submarine manned by a couple of people who do the submarine thing and uh, they went missing looking for the Titanic so that they could gawk at a watery grave because life uh, is nothing if uh, not irony. A watery grave filled with mostly poor people. But also some of the super rich elite. That, that, it, was that like, was... Yeah, it was like stuffed with poor people of the lower, you know, they needed the poor people for ballast or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the Titanic was also stuffed with the three guys who were going to make the Fed not happen before the Titanic exploded. And one, and one of Saturday Night Live's only funny uh, bits in the last decade, uh, Samuel Jackson uh, relating his ride on the Titanic and how afterwards they uh, constructed a 
a ship of dead white folk and then the dead white folk ship hit an iceberg and sank as well. So in case you've been living under a rock on Mars with your eyes closed and your fingers in your ears, uh, I will go ahead and turn it over to Mike Rains to talk to us a little bit about sub fever and uh, whether or not QAnon has anything to say about the mysterious sub disappearance. Uh, Spoiler warning up until recently, the answer was no, not a lot, but then I guess breaking news. Yeah. So QAnon has been very much quiet on the sub. The social commentary of crazy rich billionaires doing weird stuff like this and risking their lives has been more discussed inside mainstream uh, mainstream social media and all that kind of stuff. I don't know why QAnon didn't have a big theory about this before, but then uh, about a, an hour or so before we'd recorded the pod, somebody Brun- finally decoded the subcoms. Yes, yeah, they're, they're rich assholes doing something they have no expertise in, and they're going to see the Titanic, a thing that QAnon weirdly has opinions about. Yeah, so. You again, you would have thought they would have been talking about it, but they weren't. And then out of nowhere, I saw a guy posting about how they went after the wreckage of the Titanic. Were they looking to just look at the wreckage or were they trying to remove something? So basically, <laughs> yes, this guy, perfect. this guy perfect. decided that. The deep state is now worried that people are going to find evidence of their sabotage of the Titanic in the wreckage of the Titanic. And either this sub was part of their mission to clean up the wreckage and make sure that the iceberg narrative remains the official story of the Titanic, or that maybe these people were getting a little too close to the truth and the deep state had to have them whacked because they were going to, they were going to get down there and be like, Oh my God, look at that gaping hole in the side of the Titanic's hull. Those are blast marks. Holy shit. It was a bomb. The Titanic was sunk with a bomb, not an iceberg. And so like the the deep state had to send like their counter sub probably helmed by Hillary Clinton because she loves murdering everybody. And they had to like, stop these uh, plucky, intrepid explorers from uncovering the truth of the Titanic. This disaster that happened over a hundred years ago in which everyone involved in any way is dead and their descendants, like their direct children, probably all dead as well. This was a really long time ago. Like, but it, but if we find if we can prove that the Titanic was destroyed by nefarious means, that invalidates the Fed because reasons or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my partner's favorite question: To what end? Like it's always to what end? And I was like, I wish I could tell you. It seems it's, like an especially wacky thing. I mean, they're obviously just trying to get on it because everyone's got submarine fever. Uh, but like with all the stuff that was popping off a couple of weeks ago with the aliens, that seems like a much stronger wacky conspiracy theory to hang your hat on for like, Oh man, if we can prove this level of the, the corruption here, that we, we got them. We're going to really expose all of it. Here we go. This is the first domino. The first arrest is an alien. <laughs> yes. That'd be so good. Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate news for uh, submarine explorers, uh, those guys. Uh, you know, I don't have their names handy because uh, fuck them. I mean, I guess, you know, like submarines. I don't want them word. to be dead. But yeah. if you die spending $250,000 to go look at the watery remains of the Titanic, then like, 
don't know, man. That seems you like know, it's on you. Like, it, especially it, because you have to sign, I guess their liability form or whatever, like it mentions dying three times on the first page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in every interview that the people who made this sub gave, they were literally just, you know what's really dumb? Safety protocols. Fuck that shit. Yeah. It's all dumb and stupid, and we we think the government demanding all this safety shit stifles innovation and prevents people from being able to do what they want to do. So, yeah, screw you, nanny state. And now uh, the people running that sub are like, the government isn't answering our calls. What the fuck? What's going on? It is bullshit. And it, it, this is the way it always works. While I'm doing my own thing, the government needs to back off. The moment my thing turns into a disaster, the government needs to jump in and intervene ASAP to fix it. Because it's on them now. I like how like the I, I like the progressive split on this one. Like the the you know your your most liberal people because in a circumstance like this, they split like pretty much radically in the opposite directions of. You need to have empathy for everybody. This is a tragedy because people's lives are like probably going to be lost. And then the people who are just like, fuck up, they're rich. In fact, we should kill all rich people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which has made Twitter extra spicy. Yeah, they've been real, real spicy of late. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, you know, Twitter gets worse every day. Reddit, same thing. And allegedly also Discord. Although my Discord experience has been great the whole time because I only use it for people I personally know. <laughs> yeah I, I i see all these people discord's a mystery to me i am i never feel more old than when i see people that like exclusively use discord as their uh social media and i'm just like how i don't understand. oh it, if it weren't for a select group of boomers uh of which you are two of five uh i would <laughs> exclusively be on discord myself <laughs> I, in fact i threatened to quit facebook like a little while ago and uh the a bunch of people shouted me down but they were only people who can only like who are out of state who only know my one social account <laughs> i am totally fine with uh going to discord and abandoning facebook facebook is absolutely useless for me other than messages from you guys and the occasional reminder that someone i know had a birthday that's basically all Facebook does. For Maybe me. we're all boomer trapping each other. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I we're all just like, well, the only reason I was on here is because you were on here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we have a Discord that we could all have move the group chat that we currently have to there. Oh, almost certainly. I mean, for a while we were discussing playing Blood Bowl. Like, that was a thing that was ever really going to happen. And then it didn't predictably. It did. But... You killed it. It was you. <laughs> you are the man. Uh, I mean, we, we played the, like, we played a fucking you know what we'll talk about this off the air yeah. <laughs> this isn't gonna be good this isn't gonna be good content for anybody anyway oh. you know it's great content for everybody because everybody loves her uh but me most of all uh lauren bobert news and apparently uh, this time around she's getting a little impeachy mike Reigns, what's going on with lauren bobert this time around uh lauren bobert is um bringing another article of impeachment to the house floor but she is um i don't know if she has done it or she's threatening to do it but basically she wants to do what is called a privileged resolution which is a means of bypassing committees and other ways to table unsavory and unpopular bills and she wants to direct this immediately to the floor of the house to force a floor vote for the impeachment of joe biden uh, I don't even know what 
Joe Biden's crimes are that Boebert is impeaching him for, but I'm sure there are crimes in this article of impeachment that she has decreed. And Republicans are not happy with her because this is the kind of dumb stunt that can only backfire because if Republicans do actually, uh, if this goes through and this result actually has to happen, then either a Republicans impeach Biden for nebulous bullshit, which it makes it look very obviously political and not great. And then it gets laughed out of the Senate because, as we've learned, impeachment is an absolutely toothless proposition that has no chance of actually removing an incumbent president from the White House. Yeah. Impeachment is the NATO of threats against a president. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) It is absolute nothing. Or B, Republicans not wanting to fucking deal with the whole dog and pony show of a failed impeachment against Joe Biden, vote down the impeachment, in which case every Republican who votes no on impeachment will have a MAGA slash QAnon chud primarying the shit out of them immediately, waving their, I, I would have impeached Biden, and if you elect me, I will impeach Biden. Let's do this. Dumb political grandstanding as an ideology. So I just think that uh, Kevin McCarthy apparently was very upset about this. Marjorie Taylor Greene was was actually telling people that she's just like, oh, Bobert sucks. She's worthless. So the the whole uh, feud between MTG and Bobert is now apparently still still boiling, still going on here. Yeah, because because Marjorie has impeached Biden like a trillion times, but she's smart enough to just like send it to like the, like, I don't know, some, some committee about justice or whatever. And then they just quietly kill it so that no one actually has to fucking make a vote and put their name on an, on a yay or nay that they don't want to deal with. Cause that's the whole point of this kind of grandstanding is you don't put your, um, fellow party members in a bind where they actually have to take a position. If someone asks like some guy from a district that Biden won, Hey, what do you think about Marjorie Taylor Greene's article of impeachment? That guy goes, I haven't read it, read it. I read it. I'll look into it later. And then ignores the reporter and never does anything. Cause that's, that's the world they want to live in. That's the, they don't want to actually have to say, no, I don't like Marjorie's impeachment article. It's dumb and I hate it. Or yes, it's great. Impeach Biden. Let's do this. Yeah. That's just just like our standard operating procedure for politics in America. It's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't want to fucking surprise anybody by asking her to take a position on an issue. That would be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the real headline here is uh, Lauren Boebert desperately trying to keep her name in headlines as she is likely to be voted out of office. Like She's just <laughs> trying to keep her name in the headlines. Start That's- OnlyFans. That'll show them. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the, guy, the guy that she beat by a couple hundred votes who had no funding because he was supposed to be just an absolute no-hoper against her... Uh, he's running against her now, and he's raking in way more money this time because people were like, oh, my God, this guy almost won. Like, there are people in her district who are like, holy shit, we could actually get rid of her? That's a possibility? I mean, like, so. Yeah. I mean, Colorado is wildly blue. Only in the most, like, rural slash gerrymandered districts do Republicans do well there. Right, but that was the thing is that 
Bobert was supposed to be in a safe red district after the uh, 2020 census. Her district was supposed to be like safe. And then it turned out, oops, not so much. Oh shit. (laughs) It only took her being an absolute embarrassment. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, certainly that can't uh, be the only reason. Otherwise we wouldn't have to deal with like most of these clowns. Yeah. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is like the queen of just like actual the nut of embarrassment. You know what I mean? And then we've got like Carrie Lake and shit. People be embarrassments all over. Yeah, well, Lake Lake went statewide, which is why she lost. Marjorie is in a district that loves her. I mean, all these people that are horrible are in our, like R plus 20 or more districts, which is like they're totally in favor of them. Like Louis Gohmert, uh, Gosart in Arizona, Marjorie, all these people are in super safe districts where the only thing they have to fear is being primaried from the right by an actual Nazi because that might beat them. Okay, As well, uh, well. Uh, of course we'll have to talk about uh, Lauren Boebert more in the future, maybe when uh, she finally fucks up enough to get uh, the full-on boot. But until then, uh, we salute her endeavors of cheating on her husband with her chef. Uh, in the last bit of boosh for the week, Elon Musk said a stupid thing, shocking nobody. <laughs> Although the first time I read it, I thought that for sure it had to be like, I thought it was like an onion like photoshop or something it looked it looked like like a hard times uh joke uh for for the actual punchline i'll turn it over to mike raids mike raids tell us what elon musk is up to on his hellscape of a platform today so our boy elon was having a conversation with somebody and then declared that harassing people is unacceptable and that uh, cis and cisgender are now slurs on no, Twitter. No, no. The, the, Harassing Elon too much is unacceptable. Oh, ha- oh, direct, go, going after Pop Pop is the problem. The, Attacking me, your beloved, your beloved CEO of Twitter. Although, kind of not really, because that lady's supposed to be the CEO at some point. But yeah, no. Me. The first part of that dumbass tweet is anyone who harasses this account, Elon's account, too much will, at a minimum, get a week long ban uh from twitter and it's just like holy shit and then he he buries the lead of cisgender is now a slur on twitter it (laughs) despite the fact that it is a biological term that has been used by science for uh decades if not hundreds of years well, I mean, I feel like it, let, let him test out the feelers on how this cisgender is a slur uh, works out. And then he uh, pulls the trigger out, finally just being like, and you can't say transgender either or trans or have the trans flag. And then before you get angry, I did it for cisgender people first because I am all about equality. Or no, Yeah, no, no more pronouns in your bio on Twitter. Yeah. I'm Elon Musk, uh, free speech absolutist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So other people have brought up the point is heterosexual going to be a slur is straight going to be a slur. Where are the identifiers that you have um, the majority like gender or sexual orientation? Like where's those lines? Like, yeah, I remember the first time I heard cisgender and in a less aware, less like, I hate this term. Was woke me? I was I was offended. Like you can't define me, and I was like, wait, no, this is fine. It doesn't matter. 
Like, if you're offended by cisgender, you need to look at yourself. It it it, it doesn't mean anything outside of a biological definition. And if you are offended by it, that says more about you than it does about anyone else. Oh yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's it, it's so childish. It's just triggering Elon, which is so easy to do lately. And I like has his new CEO taken over on Twitter yet? Wasn't that the whole point? Is he supposed to go back to Tesla and like stop running over children? Like <laughs> that will never happen. Yeah, I, I mean <laughs> it's a key feature of the Tesla auto drive is the the child the like uh, it's one of the few features race. I respect. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the child murder feature is the great. Death race protocol. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, but it, it's called the it's called the fuck them kids button. You hit that. <laughs> Guaranteed murder machine. <laughs> exactly. Elon solved death race, the original one, and was like, "I need to make a car company," and that that's how Tesla was made. He'll, he'll be giving a heroic speech at one point in the future where he's just like, and then three words cross my mind that cross all of our minds at one point. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> and an idea was born. <laughs> I was going to make cars that were just absolutely frothing at the mouth to murder small small humans. Just obsessed with it. Elon was just like, I saw RoboCop and I realized our world is not enough like RoboCop. And Why isn't uh, Elon waiting in to save the submarine with his yeah. genius brain like he did with those people stuck in that mine or whatever? He well, with, with, his, with his other death submarine that he was yeah. going <laughs> to... Elon needs to make a more unsafe, more dangerous submarine to save the people that are trapped on the unsafe and dangerous submarine. Yeah, he was just after... like, you know, I had a, I'd gas up my super, my super sub to go down and save them, but then I uh, looked into it and it turns out uh, all of them, pedophiles. So, you can name yeah. that. We can name the sub after his kid Wingdings. Uh or whatever that one. I we looked up how to pronounce the his, oh. the kid who oh, grinds the, his the, name. The, the, the at, at Ash Epsilon yeah. B twenty six, the no, amino I'm, acid vitamin kale. Smoothie. I've, I've renamed that child Wingdings, so there we go. If I get in trouble for that, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and you know what side unseen like you know let's let's uh let's start placing our bets now i'm gonna say uh 18 years from now or however long it is with that with that when that child becomes a legal adult they are gonna suck shit heel confirmed no way they escape that trap sorry to say don't think it's possible but i hope i'm wrong when both of your parents are such a nightmare like you either come out an absolute saint, like forged in the crucible of your parents being like almost literal supervillains, or you come out a supervillain yourself. But uh, yeah, I'm leaning towards supervillain with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Grimes. Grimes is what happens if you monkey if you monkey paw wish somebody into an art school. You just get like the worst possible <laughs> version of it. She comes out. She's like, "I got a tattoo," but instead of saying it that way, she's just like, "Marks a permanent increment on the modification of the body." So it's like, "You got a, you got a fucking tattoo. Shut up!" <laughs> like the the process of that is thousands of years old. You're not you're not inventing anything. You're not discovering anything. You you look you look and sound ridiculous. <laughs> 
tattoos are so old there's a prohibition against them in the bible it's like literally don't mark your flesh if you want to get into heaven yeah and we ignore that but the rest of leviticus totally rock solid wouldn't let us demonize minorities i I mean i'm sure there are bible thumpers out there that would love to get rid of tattoos not me though oh yeah Oh, as much as I love Christ, I am equally as turned on by tattoos, which is to say tremendously in both regards. Because I, <laughs> God, I love Christ. Oh, man, oh, he's so man. cool. One of, one of my favorite TikToks there is a um, creator. He has uh, dual PhDs in uh, divinity and religion. And all he does all day is debunk all these fucking people that have way too many followers on TikTok and they're like, I'm going to explain what this means in the Bible or I've decoded the Bible. And he's just like, all right, let's hear it. And then he's like, no, you, you don't know how to read Hebrew. You don't like, you have no, Those people don't care. That guy's wasting his breath and time. <laughs> he has a decent amount of followers and I, I respect him. Oh, I, mean, one- I, I, I respect the effort. I'm not saying that everybody, everybody should stop trying but I guess what I am saying is that at some point everybody should stop trying. I mean, fuck it, especially on Twitter. Every time I watch somebody, I, I, I made a tweet to this effect recently, but every time I see mm. somebody on Twitter trying to actually reason somebody, have an argument, I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, dude, you, you came to the wrong bar for this, man. Like, that's like, this isn't our trade, dude. Like, you don't come to Twitter to try to change hearts and minds. That's not what it's fucking about. Yeah, You or, come to Twitter or... to yell at somebody. You're like... You go to Twitter and just be like, "Hey, I think the I think your favorite movie sucks," and they think, "Yo, I think you're fucking Hitler," and then boom, that's the <laughs> argument. Don't, it's not just like let me give you a rational like when I, when people are just like a, a rational, well-meaning discussion, like you know, and I see the the thread like one slash any number after it. I'm just like the only people I'm going to be able to see comment in this at this point in Twitter's lifespan are dumb fucks who pay for blue checks. Like, this thread could not be falling on deafer ears. No one is going to look in the comments and scroll down two pages to find somebody who agrees with you. It's just not going to happen. So stop wasting your fucking time. Like, no, I, I no mean, I, I, shit, I'm not taking right? crazy pills, right? Like, like it's you're, you're never going to re-reach it. Like, no one's ever going to see the, 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 the response you're getting aside from all the fucking stupid conservatives that pay for Twitter now to just be like, you're fucking wrong. You're wrong, dub. Groomer. <laughs> fucking idiot groomer. The yeah. South of Resig- I mean, I, I mean, ha- I mean, uh, 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 states. Ra- I mean, God damn it! I mean, I love Trump. You know. Yes. Yeah. Finally found the polite way to say that. Good job. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the Bush segment ran a little long, so let's uh, segue seamlessly into the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Oh, Big win for QAnon fans this week as Hunter Biden something something prison something. For more information, I'll toss it over to Mike Ridge. We fucking oh, yeah. got him, boy. We did it. Boom. Yeah, it's happening. Hunter Biden cuffed and stuffed. They, they, yeah. got, they got the bag on his head. They're bringing him to Gitmo for his execution. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, Hunter pleaded guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and some sort of weird no contest kind of plea to a gun charge. Yeah, which- guilty. <laughs> Surely it's time to be fucking pumped about that one. Yeah. Walking across um, the aircraft carrier, get that mission accomplished banner back up. I'm sure yes. they still have it. You have that cod piece. So my penis looks giant. We got We got to have that. Watch this draft. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my god! Uh, yeah, all of this, uh, all of this is to say that QAnon is actually furious because our boy Hunter <laughs> Biden is not actually going to see jail time. the The plea deal he got is going to give him a slap on the wrist. Uh, all of the QAnon promoters who have been banging the drum about justice and how Hunter Biden is the bagman for Joe Biden's endless corruption have uh, are now uh, seething and screaming about the quote unquote two tier justice system where Donald Trump is being <laughs> indicted for merely having a few documents laying around his uh, not home in Mar-a-Lago while Hunter Biden is criming it up crime school and now is just going to skate. He's just going to skate and walk away with no harm, no foul, no muss, no fuss. Which is great because my spin on this would be that uh, Trump is getting prosecuted for uh, selling out national secrets to China and Korea and the Middle East like a commie, uh, whereas Hunter Biden is being unfairly prosecuted for doing a bunch of coke and having sex with apparently dozens of beautiful women uh like a fucking alpha male chat like that like conservatives you're on the wrong side on this one like if like if all this stuff they're just like more photos coming out of hunter bryant having sex with 12 women during a coke field orgy it's just like uh that sounds kind of rad i don't yeah, know other, other than <laughs> the drugs that's not actually a crime and the drugs should maybe not be a crime as well that's a different debate but like yeah they investigated the shit out of him and they're like he didn't pay taxes on a bunch of shit he did so the old wesley snipes yeah they they're, they're it's not even a sweetheart deal they dug into his life they really investigated him like they wanted and they found they're like hey you didn't pay taxes on all this that is a crime we are gonna charge you and he's like yep you got me and i guess you're not allowed to own this gun and they're just like we don't really want to go after you for that because it doesn't matter but yeah, well, well, he's like, I'll cop to that one. I'll give you that one for free. And they're like, okay, and you'll need to pay your taxes. All right. Well, yep. Okay, you well, got th- me. That's the, the thing is, is that at the start of this whole thing years ago, Hunter had already made restitution on the taxes. <laughs> and that. that, yeah, that was the, that was one of the big things as I had read because because the the Hunter Biden indictment has been percolating for forever. And I read an article where they they basically explained that one of the things that almost never happens is that you actually get charged for failure to pay taxes after you've made restitution. Because the last thing they want to do is to set a precedent where making restitution isn't good enough to avoid charges because then you're just not going to pay the fucking taxes. You're just going to be like, well, if you're going to charge me anyways, I'm going to give you that fucking money. Fuck you. And the government just wants their fucking money. That's the whole point of the process. So if you make restitution, they drop the case because they're like, ah, we got our money. No harm, no foul. Maybe you have to pay a little interest because you were late on the taxes. Whatever, whatever. Much like our current president and our former vice president, they're both like, the government was like, hey, you got a handful of documents you should not have uh, someplace. And they're like, oh, you're right. And gave them back. And they weren't charged either one because they gave (laughs) the goddamn documents back. Instead of rounding up their lawyers, it'd just be like, what if we don't do that? Yeah. Well, what if if you moved them? Well, what if we just made them disappear in that order? Yes. It's still my favorite part of all of that shit. It's just like literally escalating like conspiracy to commit whatever crime movie those documents falls under. <laughs> right. It just, 
just the whole time that he's doing it, he's just thinking to himself, what if I actually made the government charge me of a crime because I'm criming? Yeah, what if I, yeah, what if I kept doing this? They didn't want to charge him. They just wanted the state secrets back. Right. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Yeah. Like, the, because they're, the, the Republicans that are actually going after him and other people who are talking about this will use the phrase, he did this to himself because that's what happened where the government was like, yo, we think we got you. We think you have some documents. Can we please have those documents back? And then Trump was like, God, I'm not so sure about that. And then a few months later, the government was like, no, no, we've, we've, we've checked our paperwork. It's missing these papers. We know you have them. Please give them back. And then Trump was just all, eh, not feeling it, not feeling like I'm going to give you back the, the documents that are yours and are not mine. But to, but, to just the system, I yeah, mean. The t- yes. Oh, the, the, the twoest of all tears. Because Hunter Biden was charged for the crimes he did. Right. And, 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 and he's and, guilty. Woo, guilty. Yeah. Woo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And also, again, because Biden and Merrick Garland and all the rest of this administration were desperate to avoid charges of impropriety, the the attorney that's going after Biden is a Trump appointee and he released a statement declaring that Garland gave him absolute final authority over the case that (laughs) Garland had no control over what this guy wanted to do. This guy had total autonomy to accept a plea deal, to go to court, whatever the fuck this guy wanted to do. It was on him, not Garland. And he was the one that took the plea deal. The Trump appointee who had full autonomy in this case was the one who agreed to this. And this had nothing to do with Biden's DOJ. No, no, this was a Trump holdover. And Biden and the rest of the DOJ was like, nope, let, let him go after my son, hammer and tongs. Whatever he finds, he finds. We don't want any chart claim that we influence the, uh, the outcome of this investigation. And then when this guy takes the deal, of course, Republicans are like, oh, yeah, Biden put his thumb on the scale. Biden and Garland fucking this up, getting this kid a sweetheart deal. Bah, bah, bah. It's like, no. This is actually objectively wrong. Fucking reality disagrees with you. You people are creating a LARP to live in in order to uh, pander to QAnon and these other shitbags that really wanted Hunter sent to Gitmo. Yeah, what of it? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. Yep. <laughs> you can't tell us otherwise. Nope. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yep. Can't lose an argument if you never argue in good faith. Correct. So Yes. Uh, anyway, moving on from uh, Hunter Biden, who is clearly guilty because he has pleaded that way, to uh, Donald Trump, who is clearly guilty and has uh, continued to profess his innocence like a moron. Uh, well, he decided to give himself a nice little interview this week, and it didn't go well. I mean, it went predictably as well as you would expect an interview from Donald Trump to go. Uh, and for the juicy deets, let's turn it back over to our buddy Mike Raines. Mike Raines, what sort of stupid shit did Trump say on camera now? Uh, he's just continuing to indict himself in this case. Literally, he is just giving the prosecution more evidence that they can submit in trial because he's just going to keep saying it. These were my documents. I don't know like why they're doing this mean thing to me when I was justified and right about all of this. 
Now, the thing that's really bizarre that people have been bringing up is that Trump appears to be taking all of his quote-unquote legal advice from Tom Fitton, the guy who runs the right-wing grift shop Judicial Watch. Judicial Watch is famous for filing frivolous lawsuits at liberals and harassing them. And recently, in the last few years, they had they scored what was appeared to be a huge win because they got a judge to agree that Judicial Watch was going to be allowed to uh, depose Hillary Clinton about her emails. This got overturned by a later court saying the fuck off Judicial Watch, you don't have any right to do this, et cetera, et cetera. And also deposing Hillary Clinton would have been meaningless because after she took her <laughs> oath, she would have pled the fifth to fucking everything because why would she ever give Judicial Watch any ammunition to go after her on anything? So all of this is, uh, this is to explain what Judicial Watch is. The important thing to know about Tom Fitton is while he heads up Judicial Watch and they do all these, nu- these nuisance lawsuits, he himself is not a lawyer. He has never passed the bar. He does not have legal training sufficient to actually give this kind of advice. So Trump has been listening to not a lawyer talk to talk, talk him into this bullshit. And the main thing these clowns have been talking about, and I've been seeing QAnon parrot this bunch, is the Presidential Records Act, which uh, they yes, they and then they get into one. this whole thing about the quote unquote socks drawer case, where they're like, this proved that Bill Clinton and blah blah blah. This lawsuit, the socks drawer case, the Clintons were not like uh, defendants in this. This was not anything. All that was about was Clinton did an interview with someone that was, I believe this was going to go into a book of some kind. Yeah, it was. And Clinton gave the interview and some parts of the interview strayed into his job as president. And there was some sort of concern that these tapes might have some level of national security classification about them, but they were literally... Bill Clinton's tapes of an interview he gave with an author about something they wanted to do for a project down the line. These were not classified documents from the government that Bill Clinton took away and then hid somewhere and then refused to give back when asked about them. This was Clinton's personal property, his audio tapes that he was being harassed about by uh, schmucks and morons. When they investigated, they ruled that these, the, the documents, tapes, whatever that were in the sock drawer counted as his diary. Right. why they fall under the presidential uh, uh, records act because they were his personal diary. And that's what it was ruled and is why it doesn't apply to Trump and his (laughs) state secrets. He was keeping on a stage and then in a bathroom. Right. Exactly. Because he was drawing them in a little book with hearts around them and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Really I gave Kim Jong some delicious uh, national secrets. It was great. <laughs> I, I really I think he likes it. That it counted. They're like legally, this counts as his diary. There's yeah. nothing in this. So, <laughs> yeah, he can have this. Do you think Kim will take me to prom? <laughs> Just. Oh man, just just imagining, just <laughs> Vlad, imagining. Vlad, do you want to go steady? Y slash N. And he just tears <laughs> that page out. He's just like, you know, this is a top secret document. Send it to Russia. 
Yes. <laughs> I, I, I use my class of vision. It's the yeah. opposite of D class of vision. Classified. Yup. The power of Trump's gaze. You can assign the importance of national security to a document or remove it. It can do both these things. Did he, uh, did he talk about how the election was stolen from him anymore, which is also he, debauchably untrue? Uh, yes, he did. He Shocker. once again yeah, he once again brought up how the 2020 election was stolen from him because that's all he knows how to do. And, and was this a Fox interview? Yes, it was. And the did, guy did, was did, actually... did the Fox interviewer immediately just go, I mean, you know, that's that's just your words, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. the um, is did he do this in the Fox interview where they asked him about like he talked about pardoning a woman and then the guy was just like that woman would have been killed by your current proposal like you said death doll death penalty for all drug dealers and he just like totally fell apart just, he rebooted oh, uh, he, he literally oh, rebooted oh. on screen it was awesome. Because he was like, "Yeah, I pardoned this woman. It was a great, it was a great thing for me to do to show that mercy." And then the interviewer was like, "Your current plan is to kill all drug dealers." And then Trump was like, "No, it's that's not my plan. Oh, well, maybe it is my plan, but that will be in the future. Like right yeah, now, not, for, oh, not just, for her. Yeah, yeah, not her. She's a good drug dealer. Just oh my god, like Gregory House." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's more of a drug addict than a drug dealer. Yeah, a drug addict. He didn't really give him out. <sighs> Oh, what a man. fucking clown that guy is. I, I hate that we have to keep talking about it. When, like, oh God. When are the Republicans finally going to wise it up and like <laughs> cut weight with that guy and then we get to stop talking about him? Uh, and then hopefully there... he goes and really gets the Q-base fired up to do some stuff and then our <laughs> podcast can make us pod millionaires. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, act. come on, Trump. You can do it. You can actually try to incite rebellion and fail again. I mean, that's. Except, I mean, there, there was sure, sure, a huge nothing burger when he showed up to the court in Miami after he was just like, "I'm going to be here at this time at this place, and everybody should do the thing." And then you know, chime in, just be like, "Peacefully do the thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then a few a few morons like showed up and we're like, "Solidarity with you, Mr. President." And, and he was like, "This isn't rioting or burning. We love red hats." Yeah, <laughs> none, of, none of you are yeah. here. And it turns out that a lot of those people are uh, weak cowards, and getting their asses paddled when they tried it on January 6th uh, has made sure that they will never attempt it again, uh, but they will talk about doing it. But it will never happen again, <laughs> and right. our podcast will eventually become irrelevant as QAnon also becomes irrelevant, and as Donald <laughs> Trump becomes irrelevant. It's going to be great. Oh, He's going to drag us all down with him. God damn you, Trump, you son of a bitch. Uh uh, I just read but right before we hit the record button on the pod that a one of the January 6th guys who hit a cop in the neck with a taser uh, just got sentenced to 12 and a half years at a club fed. Uh, so compopulations uh, to you, moron guy who basically tried to murder a cop with a taser by stabbing him in the neck with it for getting over a decade in prison. Uh, well done by you. Y- you win the prize. Today, we celebrate you, stupid conservative traitor. Yes. Stupid conservative traitor. (laughs) Yes. Enjoy prison. I hope it's great for you. Yeah, absolutely. Luckily, it will probably be pretty easy for any of those folks that need to to assimilate into the local, you know, whatever white power gang is there uh, carving out a place for... uh, 
poor marginalized whites in the prison system. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, uh, if they're really lucky, they'll be able to make a hit record on iTunes with Donald Trump and go to number one and maybe bump out that other guy who tries to game the YouTube, the iTunes algorithm to make himself seem relevant when he totally isn't while wandering around uh, Target and pissing and moaning about woke. Trump's punishment, one free submarine ride. <laughs> Maybe, maybe uh, put him in the same prison cell with uh, Mr. Tate and say, hey, two, oh, two men enter, only one man leaves. And then when Tate kills Trump because Trump is a dirty loser, you're just like, actually, zero people leave. Trump <laughs> will beg him not to annihilate him, just like that ghost he fought. Yeah. I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I fought a ghost. This is a real thing that I'm saying that my stupid army of masculine chuds is eating up for some reason. That's like one step away from just being a DM. Like I, you, you would expect like your fucking like normal like like don't get me wrong. I know that role playing is a lot more popular now than it used to be. But if you're the sort of guy who's like taking a bunch of powders and like going to the gym two, twice a day and listening to Andrew Tate, I'm pretty sure that D and D is pretty low on your priority list. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 not working working really hard to flesh out the backstory of your drow rogue if you're doing all that shit. It's but you probably. don't need to because your 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 buddy your your life your lifestyle guru is talking about fighting ghosts in his prison cell, and totally winning because the <laughs> matrix can't hold me down because I'm mixing my metaphors, my fantasy, and my sci-fi. It's both. It's everything. Yeah. And now the Matrix is uh, officially charging him for like 20 years in prison for uh, sex trafficking crimes in Romania. So we will we're going to have the ultimate battle in Romania of either just rampant Romanian corruption, allowing Tate to buy his way out of freedom into freedom or the uh, Romanian government's heavy handed draconian justice system is is powerful enough to actually just throw him in jail anyways, in spite of his celebrity status. So it's like, I don't actually think that he's is he a celebrity. To... Is he a celebrity there? That would be great if they're just like, yeah, we don't know who the fuck you are. Get in the fucking cell. You loser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't care that a bunch of 13 year olds in America give a shit about you. We don't give a shit about you. And you're sex trafficking in our nation. So fuck off. Boom. Yeah. Yes. If, any, if anyone's going to profit off of sex trafficking our people, it's going to be us. Right. We're so tired of you Americans coming over here and getting involved in our business. Yes. So enjoy your 20-year prison sentence where it will be very, very difficult for you to continue to pretend like you were bald by choice. That's not a choice, man. You're, you're bald like the rest of us are bald. It's It wasn't your choice until you decided to shore up the little bit that was desperately clinging to life. I, like, I don't know if you saw any clips from that Trump interview where he just drop the ball hardcore he looks like shit like more so than usual he looks... yeah because he because every day he gets a little older man yeah, yeah and, and it's all and i also think that it's because like literally every day he's just like hey am i getting out of these crimes i've committed and his lawyers are like maybe and then he's just like no my secret fans are supposed to kiss my ass and tell me I'm going to win all the time. You guys aren't supposed to give me even a modicum of bad news. And he's just tossing and turning in bed all night being like, oh, there's a 5% chance I might get convicted and go to jail for forever. No, no. He's like, guys, I don't know if you know this, but the, the stress of possibly going to prison is really intense. Could you, like, smooth <laughs> that over for me? Like, a, could you swaddle me and then nurse me like a wee baby? Yes. <laughs> to make me feel good and nice and warm and safe, despite the fact that, I, like, I might be getting convicted of a bunch of crimes that I definitely did and continue to brag about doing on national television. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I can't stop bragging about. Like, yeah, man. 
as I've seen as I've seen on social media, a bunch of people have stated Trump has the right to remain silent. He does not have the ability. Yeah, that's yeah. It turns out that he's a stupid moron, and he always has been. (laughs) Speaking of stupid morons, (laughs) we segue over to RFK. That's right, the Kennedys back in the headlines. Nothing bad's ever happened to them. Making that joke now, just top of the bit. Joke over. Uh, why are we talking about RFK today, Mike Joe Ray? Logan. Yeah, uh, so basically, RFK Jr. is quote-unquote running for the presidency under the Democratic Party's flag, which is the most ridiculous bullshit that could possibly exist because the man has no actual principles that a Democrats would care for. I was reading a, I was reading something about how the only things that are more popular than Joe Biden and the Democratic Party are vaccines and um, and Ukraine. And these are two issues that RFK is on the wrong side of. So the Democratic electorate is probably not looking at RFK going, man, you know, I was having some questions about Biden. So I definitely want to cast my lot in with this anti-vaxxer who's on Putin's side. This seems like a total win. So... Uh, RFK is also nuts, would be a really easy way to describe this. Uh, There was an actual part of his conversation with Joe Rogan where he was talking about how Wi-Fi and cell phones cause brain cancer. And he explains to Rogan that it crosses through the blood-brain barrier and then does damage to your brain, which then causes the cancer and Rogan, who is just dumber than a brick and also at this point willfully malevolent, Rogan asks him, so how does it break the blood-brain barrier? Because that's a big thing in science. We have all kinds of issues about how blood and the brain interact with each other and how this works. And then RFK replies, ah, oh, it's beyond my level of expertise. Just directly states, like, this. It, oh, it does this thing. And then Rogan asks, how? And then RFK says, I don't know. That is an actual conversation that was happening with them on, on the Joe Rogan experience, which was incredible. That that would so probably explain beyond why all this, people kept oh. sharing that uh, the, the the Joe Rogan clip of him and uh, Bill Burr, where he tries to lead Bill Burr for a moment on the vaccine, and Bill yeah. Burr is just like, "Shut the fuck up, Joe Rogan! I'm not qualified to talk about that. You're not qualified to talk about that. We're not going to qualify to talk about that together." <laughs> yep. It, it, it is wild and incredibly refreshing when someone in a, in a spot like that goes, you know, Joe, I'm going to stay in my lane on this one. Maybe you should stay in your lane, too. And the, the thing that's really funny about Rogan, the alpha, the alpha male on it, Omega Braid 27, whatever guy, is that whenever Rogan gets pushback from a guest, he just folds like a tent, just, just immediately just caves. Just he doesn't because his. His role on the show is to just amplify the guests no matter what they do. And that's why he has right-wing anti-vax shit weasels on the show because then he just rides that wave with them. Yeah. And then when he brings somebody else on and they push back on him a little, he just gives up. He's just like, okay, I'll just wait until next week when I get uh, when I get uh, Jordan Peterson back on and then we'll I'll, I'll have fun again. Joe Rogan's tofu, he takes on the flavor of whatever is uh, around him. He just, he has, like, he leans idiot real hard, but he will, yeah, just immediately takes on the flavor of whatever, like, racist sauce he's 
he's brought on the show that week. And like, that's the meal you're getting. It's the Joe Rogan experience. I hope you like the, the guest flavor because that's what you're getting. And Joe's just going to hope you like the smell of cigar smoke and Axe body spray. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So basically uh, the big thing that came up from all of this was that RFK Jr. was pissing and moaning about the vaccines being bad and awful and yada, yada. And uh, Peter Holtz, uh hope I said the last name right. It's H-O-T-E-Z. Uh, he basically came out and was like, look, guys, what you're doing is really irresponsible. Blah, blah, blah. This is not great. I know this stuff because I'm an actual doctor and I work on this stuff. This is my life's work. And RFK was like, then debate me, bro. Yes. Because this is what passes for quote unquote discourse in America in 2023 is having these dumb arguments in public where you can gish gallop, you can use rhetorical tricks, you can use all kinds of bullshit. Uh, Quick explainer for what a gish gallop is. There was a creationist whose last name was Gish, and he would debate evolutionary people who believe in evolution and this kind of stuff. And his whole debate tactic was to just use his opening statement to push like 10 bullshit things out into the audience. And the uh, then the person who believes in evolution would be like, and now your response. And it takes so much more time to debunk than it does to throw shit that the evolutionary person would be all okay, here's why points one through uh, 10 are wrong. And when by the time he got to point four, his timer would go off, ding! And they'd be like, we're sorry, evolution guy. Uh, your time is up. And then Gish would be like, boom, he couldn't report, he could not refute points five through 10. Creationism valid. I win. And so literally moderators had to create new structures for debates to prevent Gish gallops. Because that is just a thing these assholes do to make themselves look like they're winning. And any public debate has nothing to do with actually who's right or wrong. It's all who has better rhetorical tricks, who has better witty comebacks and pithy comments to make, like that kind of stuff. I'm assuming that this was probably the genesis of all the stuff I saw one day on my Twitter feed that prompted me to post my tweet about how. Like, stop trying to debate people on fucking Twitter, you fucking morons. Like, because yeah. d- don't get me wrong. I'm sure that this doctor and any number of other doctors that wanted to chime in there and just be like, what you're doing is dangerous. We should debate that. But it's just like the Joe Rogan experience. Like, I mean, I, I guess there's a chance that you get like one or two people out of the pool of the Joe Rogan experience. But it's just the audio version of Twitter. Like, if you went on his show and debated him, you're going to talk. You're going to bring up a bunch of incredible points. When you come up with a point that Joe Rogan has no words for, he's just going to nod, just be like, yeah, something to think about or whatever. And then at the end of the day, the next guess he has on is just going to be another anti-vax wackadoo. And he's just going to be like, you know what? Maybe the vaccines are bad. I hate them. Right. And well, and the thing was is that RFK wanted to debate him on the Rogan experience with Rogan as the host. And this led to RFK and Rogan and Elon Musk then all dogpiling on the doctor and being like, why won't you debate him? Are you scared? Are you a coward? And the doctor was just like, I am not debating you publicly on the Joe Rogan experience. because That is a dumb and a waste of time. Yeah, it only, yeah, it only helps. Absolute unit. It only helps RFK Jr., it only led one one party, world renowned scientist, uh, one 
a fucking lunatic. Debating him only gives him credence to his claims. And Rogan was like, I'll give it, was it $10 million to debate him on my show with no time limit. That doesn't benefit the doctor or the anti or, or like vaccine advocates in any way. I think we all just have to hope to God that Neil deGrasse Tyson is currently in medical school. So that, that way, when he's done with it, he can go on the Joe Rogan experience because he will debate anyone about anything scientific and suck all the fun out of it. Yeah. So uh, he, he might he might be the 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 computer virus that we programmed on our little MacBook that we need to put into the alien mothership to kill everything. Get Neil deGrasse Tyson a medical like get 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 him a, get him a medical school in. He needs to know about vaccines and have like a document to prove that he does. Get, right. get him to Mars immediately. <laughs> we need him on Mars. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, Mars, the moon, anywhere where he can't show up to anything that's v- vaguely science fiction to be like, actually, the position of the stars there wouldn't be. Shut the fuck up. Oh, Nobody God. gives a fuck. No. Wait, 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 like, dude, I was I was off of that dude when like, I, I watched Gravity and then I came home and I saw a tweet of him talking about, actually, the space station, I was like, shut the, I was like, shut your gob. You shut it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody likes this. Yeah. <laughs> why why do you feel the need to try to ruin people's fun what is the point of this and the worst that, part is that movie gravity came out like 10 years ago i've been suffering through it ever since anyway <laughs> and, the, yeah. and, and, and that ends my little mini rant about how i think neil degrasse tyson needs to shut up because his gimmick is not fun he's like <laughs> i made my gimmick being the opposite of fun that's that's terrible that's i mean it might sound cool a concept but it's not entertaining mate <laughs> You're, you're cool for like a couple of years, and then you just became a huge bummer. Yeah, yeah. you Zoe Deschanel it. You were like char- <laughs> you were charming and fun when you were just popping up here and there, but once you came everywhere, it was it was I was off it. No more. Yeah. Not not that I wish any ill of you. I just don't want you to be famous anymore. <laughs> a comfortable medium, and just retire with your wealth. <laughs> yes, yes. Please, you've had your you've had your fifteen minutes. Go go off to the west to forget and be forgotten. I said good day, sir. Yeah, all of these things. <laughs> okay, that, that, thus ends our hot take segment. Uh, certainly, no hot takes to be found in our following segment, which is our mailbag segment. Mm. Our listeners got questions, we got answers. It's time for Q and A. Here's how I'd resolve the Israel Palestine conflict. Oh. <laughs> Inject a third party. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I just saw that someone literally just posted a thing about the RFK uh, HOTS debate. So we just answered your question in the previous segment. Victory us. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, Cleodora Silvestri asks, uh, assuming that Trump dies in jail, as is more and more likely every day, how long do, uh, from the time of death until Q believers start claiming that Trump has resurrected and has begun and, be, and they begin seeing him in blurry images and out of out of focus photos alongside Elvis? One week. I'd say more immediately, but they need a little bit of time for that that co- sort of content to generate. So one one week. Oh uh, man, it's gonna take it's gonna take longer than a week because it's gonna take a longer th- for a week for them to untangle their their web like narrative of how the deep state got to Trump finally. <laughs> and then eventually they'll even out and they'll be like, "It's fine, even though the deep state got him. Now he showed up. He like uh, coincidentally in this bag of Cheetos, but." Don't let the libs know that. Am I right, guys? And then they just post a picture. And if you look at it, you're just like, oh, that actually does kind of look like Donald Trump. <laughs> That's my reaction anytime someone's just like, I found a chip and it looks like this thing. And then they post a picture of it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it does kind of look like that. Oh, yeah. 
what was really funny was I just saw someone post a thing where where they were talking about how the deep state tried to shoot down Air Force One when Trump was on it. And I'm just thinking to myself, and Trump didn't have them all indicted immediately for trying to kill him. Why is Trump so patient that he lets his enemies try to kill him and then doesn't prosecute them. To me, that just sounds like you're a huge pushover and we should attempt to assassinate you more often because you're just letting us get away with it. I mean, if you're, if, if we, if we don't kill you, it's no harm, no foul. And if we do kill you, we win. So this is a free roll. This is an absolute win for us. We should absolutely do this. So I, Trump's death is going to be very bizarre to these people because he is supposed to be like the champion that saves the world. And when he dies, all he'll become is the new JFK who also died failing to defeat the deep state. So he'll just become like one of like a list of saints, which right now currently always only one saint, John F. Kennedy. So, so maybe, maybe, Yeah, so maybe in 50 more years we'll get another right-wing lunatic chud and then they'll die having failed and then we will have a trinity of fallen presidents that Yeah, we... he'll get canonized immediately, <laughs> but nothing will come of it for a while. Yeah. yeah because yeah. you have to wait for that to have any weight, you know? Right. If it's just if it's just like, oh, he might be dead but he showed up in my chip bag, so he's still with us, and it's just like, but I mean, he's, like, that chip bag has been on the shelf for like three months, and you know, like it was manufactured even before then, and he just died like two days ago. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> so what we're, what we're saying is, is that if you have the skills to like burn images into toast, you need to make that toaster now for Trump and wait for him to perish, and then you start cranking out that Trump toast, and then yeah. you. You, that's how you get on the grid. If, you, if you're big into composting and you have a roughly human-sized <laughs> amount of d- decaying orange peels, get to sculpting, and then yes. <laughs> that's going to pay dividends here in a little while. Right, exactly. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so, thank you for the question, uh, James Russell. Do you believe in ghosts or skeletons, and if both, which is scarier? Uh, I uh, definitely believe in ghosts. I'm not sure about skeletons. I, I mean, I believe. Skeletons I believe that skeletons exist. are real. Yeah. <laughs> and that we have them in our body. I mean, you don't have any proof of that. Have you ever seen your skeleton? <laughs> My own skeleton? Luckily, no, I have not seen well, it. Well, there we go. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I'm kind of, I, I'm in a weird space where do I think that places are haunted by actual, like, human-shaped Victorian and never any era but Victorian uh, people that, like, want to just disrupt you while you try to sleep or bone in a hotel room? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Be an adult. Now, uh, I do believe that there is, like, a... There, there's, like, a palpable... Like, a, like a an energy to, like, sentient creatures. Like, I think that, like, you know, you could feel, like, a social energy... Like at like a movie theater at a concert or something like you could there, there's that like palpable je ne sais quoi that you can feel in the air that makes going to a concert better than listening to a concert like in your headphones or whatever. And that I think there might be like a way for some some of that residue to like stick around in a place. So like you go to a place and you get a vibe. You're like, oh, this place feels kind of creepy because like, you know, a bunch of uh, Jewish folks were killed here 
for instance, like if you go there, it's just like I don't necessarily think it's just the weight of history and your brain just being like, yeah, dude, you should be solemn. I do think that there might be something to the fact that there might be some sort of like psychic residue in the place that just makes you feel icky. But no little boy is going to be like, I want my shoes back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, why would that little kid be special versus any of the other people that have ever died? Like, do you like, do you think that if he lived, he was going to be the world's first super person? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What you're saying is kind of interesting because um, that is a big thing in some sections of the QAnon uh, community where they think that rock concerts and that kind of stuff is part of an evil ritual that siphons psychic energy and redirects it to Moloch or Baal or whoever. And the bigger the concert, the more power the devil gains and all that kind of stuff. And I've always, I always ask these people, how do you learn how to control that energy and manipulate it and change it? I never get answers on that front, but what you you can totally feel that that thing that when you're in a large crowd there is a vibe there is something more than just sitting in your house listening to music on a headset there's something bigger to being in a social group and engaging in activity and like and i think that like whatever mechanics are at, at play there like that much is obvious that there's something to it whether or not that's just like pheromones or just like a psychology thing between being around people and not necessarily like an energy but i think that because it's like those are the most obvious examples you can point a person to that just makes them an easy target for QAnon or other like nonsense like that like it doesn't surprise me that QAnon is just like oh yeah you know who's totally in on it uh like big arena shows and, and sporting events and it's just like oh yeah the place where it's the most obvious to tell that there's something different to being in a giant crowd of people Versus being like alone or on your internet, like with your digital group of people, I just think it's really they're an easy target because it's so oh, obvious yeah. when you're in it, right? I, I, oh God, uh, that was one of my favorite things that happened because predating QAnon, obviously, but this kind of thing was always around there in the Illuminati community, and their biggest enemy for many years was Lady Gaga, and then. <laughs> and, and, and then after she did like all her stadium shows and she's just harnessing all this power for ball and all this stuff, then she decided to do like very exclusive, small, like jazz clubs of Tony Bennett. And she was like literally performing for like 400 old people with Tony Bennett in like tiny clubs. And I was just thinking that you've got George Soros and the devil and all these other people on in the, on the, on the high chair and, and they're in their meeting. They're going, Gaga, baby, we need the 60,000 people in the stadium. Moloch needs his power. And she's like, no, I want to do jazz clubs with Tony Bennett and sing covers. And there's like, no, damn it, woman, damn it. The dark one won't rise if you do this. Cause it's just so, it's like, no, we need that Moloch energy. Maybe is, Gaga's more powerful than Moloch and Satan. Could be. This is possible. This is possible. She may have usurped them. She's I hope in, she, she's in Diablo 4. <laughs> Excellent. I wouldn't know. Because I'm not giving those fucks my money. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Blizzard. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, so... I I would say that um, ghosts are scarier than skeletons because I don't really understand how skeletons can like cohere without uh, with a physical form without tendons and muscles. A skeleton's kind of useless. So I I mean, hey, let's say okay. So for the record, let's just let's just you know puzzle it out. 
uh, say you're in like a cellar, like the basement of a house, like you don't have an, like an easy way to escape immediately. You're unarmed because you're just sort of like looking around. Maybe you've got a flashlight and you see a ghost and it probably scares the shit out of you. But in a circumstance where you can't leave, like, you know, most ghosts don't actually do anything. It might scare. It might just. It might like make like something like wiggle or move. It might like lurk around in the shadows, but very rarely is it just like, oh yeah, me and my friend saw a ghost and it came and it ripped the heart out of my friend and then he died and it was really sad and then we went to his funeral. Uh, but if you're in the same situation and you're shining a flashlight and you see like an ambulatory skeleton down there, that fucking thing is corporeal. It can do some damage if it has a mind to. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. If if the skeleton is capable of doing things to me, I'm fucked. I totally also, I said the fright factor is probably also still pretty high. Yeah, like, pr- yeah. provided that you've got the flashlight, and you're shining through it. It's obviously not just like some guy in a suit or something, right? Uh, because the the ray tracing and the like, you know, the the subsurface scattering light is just like way too good to be any any sort of like visual effect. Uh, yeah, you know that I'd be like. You'd be equally as spooked when your flashlight hit them, and then the ghost would like lunge at you and scare you, and then like fuck off or be like, but not do anything. And then the skeleton would lunge at you and like collide with you, and then be on top of you. Now you're wrestling it. <laughs> I think you would see if I ran into a real skeleton. Well, you know, you'd see me turn into uh, Scooby Doo and like just whoa, jump into the air, and my legs would form a circle as I launched away uh, so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably just try to tank it because I don't think I'm fast enough to outrun a skeleton that probably doesn't have stamina and can just go the distance like Hercules. <laughs> so I think that like I, I I hope that the adrenaline would at least have me stand my ground because I think the skeleton is probably killing me either way. Mm. But I'd rather like put up a fight than exhaust myself trying and failing to run. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, upon further review, skeleton is our answer. Skeleton is worse. Yeah, skeleton. <laughs> Yep, so thank you for the question. Uh, Pancake Peasant asks, there's been a ton of comics for famous superheroes. Do you have any must-read recommendations for Spider-Man? Ooh, for Spider-Man? J. Michael Strakinsky's run on Spider-Man is, uh, I think, like six or seven volumes. It's really strong. Uh, It's back before a bunch of the horse shit happened. Um, Well, uh, honestly, my recommendation, if you're asking for this recommendation because you are a fan of modern Spider-Man, uh, and especially the modern Spider-Man that you're seeing depicted uh, like in movies and stuff, uh, what you really want is Ultimate Spider-Man. You want, you want to pick up and read Ultimate Spider-Man. I think it's like, you know, t- talk to the internet about what the general consensus is where, where it jumps the shark, uh, because I do think it quote-unquote got bad at some point. Uh, but I remember I read the first, like, I think two years of it when it was like coming out. Cause I was still collecting was really comments strong. at the time yeah. and it, it's really good. And the DNA of the, the Marvel, the current Marvel movies and all that stuff, uh, is really more the DNA of ultimate Spider-Man than it is regular Spider-Man. And that's, that's same, that, that, that's true for the entirety of the Marvel cinematic universe for the record. Like, uh, in original comic books, Thor was, uh, a regular guy who said a magic word it raised a stick or whatever and became Thor. And then ultimate Thor was an alien that was like from another dimension that they thought were gods. And in ultimates, uh, you know, uh, Nick Fury is Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, that is the same for the movie. So like they just took the ultimate stuff, mixed in a little bit of the, 
feel-good continuity stuff that people like from the original runs and then called it a new thing. Yeah. But if you want to really dig, dig down deep to it, I would recommend starting with probably the first 24 to 36 issues of Ultimate Spider-Man from, I think, 2001 or 2000. It's a long time uh, ago. The issue where he reveals his secret identity to uh, Mary Jane is particularly strong. He is not Spider-Man for one panel of it. And it's just like really good. I, I like I remember reading articles about it. So. Uh, you obviously probably want to uh, you you probably want to look into the Miles stuff too. You you want to like go and and pick up the the comic books for Miles Morales, like you know his origin story and all that stuff, mm-hmm. just to become more familiar with that character. Because as time goes on, he like at this point, like it's it's crazy for how short of a time from that character's creation to now it's been for him to just like fully stand on his own shoulder to shoulder with like the other Spider Man. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's. Like, I feel like it took Nightwing forever to do that because for the mm-hmm. first, like, you know, decade or whatever, Nightwing around, he was just like, oh, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's Rob, Robin's back. It's, it's adult Robin and he's trying to play Batman. That's cute. But Miles has always sort of been his own thing. And I think, like, it's just like a top tier actual Spider Man would not be surprised if he overtakes and fully replaces Peter Parker Spider Man at some point. So, uh, yeah, Ultimate Comic, uh, Ultimate Spider Man, probably the first 24 to 36 issues, and all of the origin stuff for Miles Morales, probably my, my answers. Uh, I'll toss in, as I initially said, the J. Michael Strakinsky run on Amazing Spider Man. It was ooh, 15 or more years ago now, but it's a really strong, like, run and j michael strakinsky is a very good storyteller uh i haven't read it in a while so i don't know how it holds up but i will toss it on this pile of recommendations i got nothing because i'm really not that well versed on this stuff i just will i just wanted to bring up the fact that like what l said about miles morales becoming such a big character quickly i always find that stuff to be really interesting because these characters to just get made up sort of very new in these mythoses that are decades and decades old because Superman and Batman have been around for forever and Spider-Man, same thing. Like Bane was just made up to have a guy that beat the shit out of Batman and out of nowhere. And then he makes it into like the third movie of this Batman trilogy. And it's like, Oh my God. And that now this character that was very new is a big part of the mythos. And Harley Quinn was just, like a throw-in character in the Batman animated series. And now she's basically synonymous with the Joker and this incredibly big character. So it is really funny that you don't need to have a lot of history of a character to just have them like become huge and culturally relevant and be important. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I, th- I think Miles is probably the the most like the most recent example, like the the biggest one since Harley Quinn, right? And it's because yeah. it, it turns out representation matters. Yeah, and exactly. uh, it's spoiler warning: a lot of the people who love Harley Quinn are one of the gays. So I mean, it seems like <laughs> representation right. gay. <laughs> See, I'm not I'm not as scared of a gay as I am a skeleton, you know. So I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. What about a gay skeleton? I mean, how am I supposed to identify even its gender at that point? I'm not I'm not a medical scientist. Get Joe Rogan in here. Look it's at those tips and tell me what gender that person is. Uh, and uh, Snorlax CPAP asks, how have the Q folks not baked the Orca attacks into Q fiction or drops? Major missed. That is a good question. 
Yeah, they they really should have been in there. I mean, oh my god! Like, uh, it, it the orcas are the new hotness. They're if if we're not talking about the subs, we're talking about the orcas. So you would think that they would want to chime in on nature itself, wanting to rebel against the deep state and defeat our uh, tyrannical overlords and bring about the the great awakening. But uh, sadly. I don't know that there's a cue drop that mentions orcas, which is unfortunate. But I'm sure if we get into Gematria, we could find like a thing that flows from orca to cue and on. So, we, yeah, so there's a possibility. But for now, sadly, they've they've made a misstep there. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Reach asks, uh, no one has had an answer for how do you get uh, kings to hold up against uh, Ace X late in the tournament. So I'm going to have to pass this time. Uh, the answer is uh, just try to win your 70%. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it feels like it never happens, but I promise you over the long term, it will eventually work out that you, you will win the tournament because your kings will hold. You got to get your money in and do the right thing. Uh, it's one of the things that blows my mind. I'm in the casino. People staying on 16 in blackjack when the dealer's got an ace or a 10 showing. And I'll tell them, I'll be like, yeah, you should hit there. And they'll be like, yeah, you work for the casino. That's what you want me to do. And I'm like, I'm like, the, the math on blackjack is settled. We yeah. know we've, <laughs> this is a solved game. Like the, if you can come up with the new math that shows staying on 16 is good, please do so. I, I've it's... only played blackjack in an actual casino oh, two or three times. And the first time I did, uh, I was sitting next to my brother, and the dealer routinely was just like, she she was a very nice lady. She's like, you should hit there. And I I looked at my brother, and he's like, oh no, she she's going to give you the right advice. Like she wants you to keep playing. It just makes sense. Like if you're doing well, uh, you'll keep playing. Like, right. And also, as an employee, the only way she makes money is if you tip her. For yeah, winning. exactly. So yeah. she does not want you to lose. I mean, I, that's what I actually say to these people. I'm like, my, my, I want you to win. My dealers don't get tipped if, if you lose. So I, I make it very clear that I am pro player because I'm pro worker. Viva, <laughs> viva la revolution. Let's go. I mean, all that good stuff. So uh, that brings us to our final question, as always, which is, what are you guys looking forward to? Leviathan. I saved it from last week. Uh, this Saturday, the 10th edition Warhammer 40k box set comes out, Leviathan. Uh, we've had the rules and everything now for a couple days, but we actually get uh, the shit. The big box comes with a bunch of Tyranids, a bunch of Space Marines, and the book that you need and the cards that you need to actually play 10th edition. So uh, I'm very excited to actually get to crack open Leviathan uh, this Saturday. I'm excited for the pizza I just ordered, which arrived sooner than I thought it did. So if I sound out of breath, it's because I just ran up and down three flights of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out of shape as indicated by the fact that I ordered pizza. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the pizza I'm going to go get once we're done recording. What's that? What's on the menu? Uh, I'm going to try out the new Joe's uh, KC pizza at Minsky's. So it has brisket and onion rings and barbecue sauce on it. That does sound delightful. Yeah. I got the buffalo chicken mac and cheese pizza. That is a, a good one. Which is a, a, a decadent somehow staple of my region. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good time to bring up... Uh, 
So for the first time and maybe ever, I checked our Patreon because I forgot that we, we upload our episodes there and that there may be some like comments or something there. And in one episode, a concerned listener thought that maybe I let it slip and dox myself by using my actual name or whatever at one point on the show. And yeah. uh, I do like that you're looking out for me, dear listener. But also, my identity is not really that secret. I mean, we, no. we did a, we did a spinoff podcast where we used our full fucking days. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, it, it's it's mostly it's mostly a, a goof and a in a, in a jape that we still keep up the, the mysterious L thing. But uh, I do appreciate you looking out for me. But you know, every once in a while, if something gets like a, like a little too specific, we'll we'll cut around it. But if we miss like a little slip like that, it's no big deal. So don't worry about me. I'm not important enough for QAnon to come after. <laughs> not yet. Oh, I, I had uh, I had some guy like fail dox me on Truth, and some QAnon promoter like posted a thing where they were like, "Hi, Mike," and they put and it was a screenshot of me on a on a stream that I did with a friend about hockey, and I was like, "Bro, I I was on Good Morning America for forty five seconds. Like, I my face is out there. If you want to see me, I'm there. Like, I'm not." Not, I'm not hiding from you. I mean, don't worry about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at some point, like, if anybody decides they want to dox me, they, like, first of all, I've been on like dating sites and stuff. So, like, finding pictures of me, maybe not that hard. I don't know how much of that stuff is internet archived, but if you really wanted to go haw hog and like dig up something I deleted like a bad long time ago, find a picture of me, you're going to be surprised by how fat I am. I'm just a big <laughs> fat guy. Like, I'm pretty hefty and I'm pretty tall in general. I'm just like a mountain of a man. <laughs> And that, and then, so you know, queuing on people when you find this and you bring it to me, and you're just like, look at this big fat guy. I'm gonna be like, yeah, dude, I'm a big fat. Like, um, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You think I don't know how winded I am after running up and down those three flights of steps for a pizza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Babylon Five has an animated movie coming out uh, next month. Okay. So, oh yeah, I, I thought for sure you were going to say that you were excited for DC Dual Force after the performance of its beta, which was incredible. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. That oh, was fucking boy. dope. What, yeah. what, 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 way. Uh, it, it, I saw a lot of bootlickers on Twitter just being like, hey man, it's a beta's going to beta, so, you know, who, ca- who cares if it ran so badly they had to literally cancel it after the first day? And it's just like, this was not a stress test beta. This was a key-only beta. So they knew exactly how many players their ceiling was. Exactly. Like, to the literal single-digit number, how many players could be in at one time. And it still ran so badly, they could not fix the catastrophe and just had to cancel the whole event. Like, that is a terrible look for your game, beta or not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, that that was that was awful. I I was super I was super disappointed and infuriated by it. It's not great, absolutely not great. Anyway, hopefully the Babylon Five movie is better. That was a thing that I wasn't expecting and that nobody was expecting. Because why would anybody have expected that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> J. Well, Michael Straczynski has been posting online for like a few months that like something was uh, something was cooking. Usually, he's hyping up the fact that the CW is going to pick up Babylon 5 at some point and we're going to have sexy teen Babylon 5. Look, J. Michael Straczynski, you love Babylon 5 and I I love that for you. You've got a dedicated fan base of upwards of 100,000 people that will be happy to see it come back only to have it die again because it's only 100,000 people and I love that for all of them. But I have superheroes on the brain so Mr. Straczynski, I need you to stop fucking around and start getting a Rising Stars adaptation off the ground. Fucking gritty superhero shit is hot. It's hot. 
Yes. Regular superhero yeah. stuff is going by the wayside, but the boys, Invincible, this shit is still popping. So, like, get that Rising Star shit off the ground, dude. Tell Amazon, hey, you want more You want more crazy superheroes? I got you. I'm J. Yes. Michael Straczynski. You might remember me from Babylon 5 or maybe even one of my successful things. <laughs> <laughs> boo, boo you. Ah, whatever. But, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I actually so really I'll love be... J. Michael Straczynski. Like, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, Babylon 5, like, it went away for a reason. It has to come back for another reason. So, Well, Babylon 5 went away because he designed it for five seasons, and then they fucked him and said they were only going to give him four. And that's why the fifth season blew, because he crammed all that cram into season four. And then when it was over, TNT was like, hey, we'll give you season five. And he was like, "Uh, I have nothing for that. And they were like, but we're still going to give you season five. And he's like, fuck it. I ain't going to turn down paychecks and getting all my fucking actors and stagehands and everyone's paid. We'll just do a season. Ain't going to be anything in it, but fuck it. So, yeah. Counterpoint. Sure. Maybe people were watching it on TNT relative to their user base. Maybe it was a huge hit. But also, like, so was Monk. Nobody's talking about that. So was Suits. Ain't nobody talking about Suits. The only time anybody <laughs> brings up Suits is because one of them went on to become a royal. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the only persistent show that TNT had that anybody still cares about the canon for uh, and is still in the zeitgeist is the NBA the nba yes go nugs boom <laughs> anyway 40... no, I, I am excited that you're getting more babylon 5 and for the sake of all the actual people that do enjoy it i, I hope that it gets more by all accounts uh before the last season it was really good yes so, um that was it was never my jag despite how desperately my father tried to get me to watch it because it was it was too heady a sci-fi for like a eight-year-old me he's <laughs> like no this one's about space politics and i was like where's the laser sword where's the fur guy where's the black samurai dude like Let's get with it. <laughs> young L knew what young L wanted, and Babylon Five wasn't giving it to him. Kosh wasn't nearly cool enough. He was, he wasn't in the show much. And he didn't talk enough. My dad was <laughs> usually serving up the hits. He took me to go see Terminator Two in theaters. That was inappropriate, like from a parenting standpoint. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Still love Terminator Two. Oh, like yeah. our favorite movie to watch together at home was Cobra, featuring Sylvester Stallone. I don't remember much about that movie, but it's like a R-rated action 80s movie. Like, Sly Sloan definitely throws a throwing dagger into some guy's forehead at one point. That was my favorite scene to recreate as a kid. And then I throw my, my knife into the guy's head, and he dies, and he's fucking, he, he becomes a corpse. And then the skeleton rises, and I have to fight it. <laughs> Skelemans. Anyway, uh, so don't do that, I guess. Don't, don't, don't do that for your kids. Probably not great parenting advice in 2023, but you know. I was, from a di- I was from a different time, you know? And things were just different back there. Smoke cigarette, use the R word. Uh, <laughs> so on that note, it's time for us to uh, jump on the, one of those motorized mono wheels. Have you seen these things zipping around all, all willy-nilly, always looking like someone's a moment away from death? Well, I got some for each of us, so we're going to be riding those out of hell well for the week. While we're antagonizing our, our chuds who are doing our fake uh, $2,000 boot camp to become real men. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, that clip was great. Yeah, exactly. That sort of wheel. The yeah. the, the let them eat cake wheel is what we're calling it now. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to ride on those and get out of Hell World for the week. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. If you'd like to support the show uh, slightly harder for free, still the price of zero, you can do so by giving us a five-star review wherever your podcasts are provided. That lets the algorithm know that you like what we're doing. If you have money and you'd like to donate it to the cause, we will happily take it. You can visit patreon.com slash poker politics to provide us with some of your hard-earned cash. Uh, anybody who donates $5 or more per month gets access to our slate of bonus content. You can support the show for as low as $2 a month uh, as like a tip to your dealers, which is what I believe it's uh, labeled as on the site. 
Thank you so much for this week's beautifuler baby, Alan T. Welcome to the crib, Alan T. I hope you enjoyed how much shit I talked about Neil deGrasse Tyson this episode. Uh, if you have money and you don't want to give it to us, chuckle fucks, we totally understand. Feel free to donate that to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Or you can just go ahead and do any sort of good with it you want. We're not your fucking dad. Just go take your disposable income and instead of buying a latte, uh, either give it to us or do some good in the world with it. Either one suits us just fine. Thanks, as always, to DJ Minimal Effort for use of our intro song. They're still not on social media because they are way smarter than the rest of us. Uh, but you know who is a dum-dum? Our buddy Frosty. Frosty's a real stupid moron, by which I mean they are still on Twitter. And you can find them on Twitter, at FrostyVO. Uh, they, of course, provide all of our uh, drops, the voice of Q, all of that stuff when we need it. Equally stupid is us, the show you're listening to, at Hellworld on Twitter, with a Q instead of an O. Myself, King of the Dum Dums, at Hellworld L, spelled the same way. Sarge, my secondhand dum dum in command, uh, he's at Sergeant Hell. And Mike Rains, the secret man pulling all the strings from behind the scenes. King of the King of Dum Dums uh, is obviously the most successful on Twitter at Poker Politics. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L. Joined, as always, by the Enigmatic Sarge and our expert in all things cool and crazy, Mr. Mike Raids. Godspeed, patriots!